ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار we begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we praise Him and we ask His help and we seek His forgiveness. And we seek refuge in Allah from the evil inside us and from the evil consequences of our bad actions. Whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, no one can misguide. And whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves to go astray, no one can guide. I testify that there is no God to be worshipped but Allah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is our master, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Last khutbah brothers and sisters, we talked about understanding life. And we mentioned a tradition was, was, uh, was stated by Imam al-Ghazali rahimahullah. And it's mentioned in one of his books called Ayyuhal Walad, O oh My Dear Son. And the tradition was an advice from Imam al-Ghazali rahimahullah to one of his students. And the tradition also was between a teacher and a student. The teacher was al-Balkhi rahimahullah and the student was Hatim al-Asam. And Imam al-Ghazali rahimahullah in the beginning of the tradition he said, if you understand this tradition that there is no need of much knowledge. But she needs to understand this tradition. Hatim al-Asam rahimahullah was asked by his teacher, al-Balkhi. He said, how long have you been with me as a student and as a friend? He said, 33 years. And then he asked him, what did you learn in all these years? He said, eight benefits, eight things. And then he said, what are these eight things? And then he says to him, number one, that I examined the creation and I saw that people when they love something and they continue to do so, when they go to the grave, they don't go with them. Whatever you love doesn't go with you into the grave. So he said, I made the most beloved thing to my heart is my actions. Because the actions are the only thing that will come to your grave. And then the number two, he said, I examined the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he says, Whoever fears his Lord and struggles against his nafs, this is the successful one. And then he said, I strove against myself to keep it at bay. That was number two. Number three, today inshallah, we'll start at number three. He said that I looked at the creation and I saw that every one of them has something valuable, tries to protect it. 
And then I looked at the words, I looked at the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ma indakum yanfad wa ma indallahi baq. What is with you comes to an end, but what is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is everlasting. So whenever something valuable comes to me, I direct it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That it may remain with Him for me. And if we don't have, if we don't understand this brothers and sisters, if we don't have this philosophy, so we have a disease, a spiritual disease called fear of poverty. <laughs> and this disease brothers and sisters, as so many scholars said, Nourishing this fear means that you have a negative opinion about Allah. If you nurture this disease or this fear, that means you have a negative opinion about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the shaitan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, shaitan threatens you with poverty, promises you poverty, commands you immorality. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises you forgiveness and bounties. This is one of the diseases that we have. And we have forgotten that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the provider. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the source of wealth and comfort. That He has promised those who believe in Him, those who, who, who spend on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's cause, a far more valuable return, more the, the measuring of, the, of what they spend. Sometimes people, they cling to their money and deprive the needy and themselves from the blessings, from the goodness of spending it in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fear of poverty is a deception. Wallahi is a deception. Is a common cause of misguidance. Remember that hadith when Rasulullah said that the person whose only concern is life, what would happen to this person? His only concern is life. The Messenger of Allah said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will scatter his affairs and will place poverty right in front of his face. Maybe this man is a millionaire, has a lot of money, but he still, he's afraid to lose. Oh no, I, uh, you cannot spend that. No, really, you cannot donate for this person or for this cause. You might lose your job, you might lose your money. You might die tomorrow. That's the, that's the response to the shaitan. You might die tomorrow. Some of us, we are scared about a lot of things. We're worrying about a lot of things. Things that will never happen. And we need to understand that. Things that will never happen. That fear of poverty will never come to fruition. Will never come to fruition. Remember that man, he's an author, it's his name uh, Mark Twain. He said, I have had thousands of problems, most of which never actually happened. Never actually happened. And this is what we do. And this is what the shaitan plays with us. That's his tactics. To make you really concerned, occupied with that fear of losing your will. If we have to fear anything, it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
If we should be concerned about anything, it is to be concerned about our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whoever fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will provide a way out for him. Allah will provide a way out for him. And then the Messenger of Allah sallallahu said, as for the person, his only concern is the hereafter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will gather his affairs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will place richness in his heart. And life will come to him falling upon. Life will come to him falling upon. This is number three. Number four, he said that I've seen people bragging about their lineage, about their honor, about their positions, about their money, about their property. And then I examined the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, إِنَّ أَكَرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ The most honorable amongst you is the one who has taqwa. Is the one who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is the one who is conscious about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As the most noble amongst, amongst you. And then he said, so I worked so hard to attain this taqwa. And this idea, brothers and sisters, the idea that the most honored person in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who, is, who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's the one who, who is conscious about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This idea is mentioned a lot in the Quran and in the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have a lot of proofs and evidence, texts in the Quran and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that laid out the fundamentals of these principles, these values, what we call nowadays human rights. One of them is the magnificent speech delivered by the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Khutbat al-Wada' or Hujjat al-Wada' the farewell pilgrimage with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stood in front of 120,000 people 120,000 people of his companions and he says to them inna dima'akum wa amwalakum alaykum haram he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam declared the inviolability of blood and honor and property and he asked people and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to witness. And he said, لا ترجعوا بعدي كفارا يضرب بعضكم رؤوس Don't go to this place striking each other's neck. When the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is really saying, don't be racist. Don't go back and say, well, you know, the Arabs are better than the Indian, the Pakistani are better than the Arabs, the African is better than the, than the white, the white is better than the... Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, don't do that anymore. It's over. It's over. And he sallallahu alayhi wa said, he spoke about respect and honor, which is the right of every human being to be respected and honored by his fellow human Because he's honored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, We've honored the children of Adam. Every single person, every single human being is honored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, respected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, regardless really of his tradition, religion, his nationality, his race, or even his, his gender. Everyone has the right to be respected. The Messenger of Allah also spoke about equality. 
And he said, كُلُّكُمْ لِآدَمْ All of you comes from Adam. أَلَا لَا فَضْلٍ لِعَرَبِينَ عَلَىٰ أَعْجَمِينَ Neither an Arab has a man over a non-Arab, nor a non-Arab over an Arab, nor a black person over a white person, nor a white person over a black person. You are from Adam and Adam is from dust. This is what the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said. He said, he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not look in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't look at your at your faces. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't look at your physical appearance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't really care where you're coming from, what is your background, what kind of money do you have, how much money do you have in the bank, what kind of house do you live in, what kind of car, what kind of brand clothes do you have. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't really care about these things. He only cares cares about your heart and what the heart contains. What the heart contains. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said one time, Ayyuha nas, inna Allah qad zala ankum ubayyat al-jahiliyya. Oh people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has removed the slogan of jahiliyya. It's tradition from honoring your families. فَالنَّاسُ رَجُلَانِ There are two types of people. بَرٌ تَقِيٌّ كَرِيمٌ بَرٌ تَقِيٌّ كَرِيمٌ Righteous. Fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's honored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَرَجُلٌ شَقِيٌّ And a man who is vicious, a man who is miserable and insignificant in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He didn't talk about where you're coming from, he didn't talk about your skin color, he didn't talk about your position, your job, your, he didn't talk about any of these things. But he talked about your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We need to understand these, these values and these principles, brothers and sisters, especially Jin, that, that time right now, that the whole nation is celebrating a black history month and one of the most famous speech by Martin Luther King I have a dream speech you know and Martin Luther King he was a great man but who was great under Martin Luther King the messenger of Allah sallallahu the messenger of Allah sallallahu is greater than anybody else because these values and these principles were set 1400 years ago in harsher circumstances that anybody can imagine. We really need, just need to live up the, the legacy of our Prophet who said, Ayyuhan nas, O people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not look at your physical appearance, but He looks at your heart and what the heart contains. Number five, brothers and sisters, Hatim al-Asam said to his teacher al-Balkhi, I looked at people and I saw that some of them attacked one another, some cursed one another. He looked at the reason and the reason was envy, hasad, envy. So he said, I looked at the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, نَحْنُ قَسَمْنَا مَعِيشَتَهُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا We distributed amongst them the livelihood of this life. So he said, so I rejected enmity. I rejected envy towards the creation. And what I did is that I know that whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordained to me will come to me, will reach me. Envy. They call it hasad. And envy, brothers and sisters, envy 
is a severe disease in the heart. Some of, some of the scholars, they consider it to be the roots of all the diseases. Some of them they consider to be the first manifestation of wrongdoing. Some said it is the first cause of disobedience against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And hasad is to desire that someone will lose certain blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them. And hasad will, will lead you to, to enmity. She will have this hatred against a certain person. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a blessing. And Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, he said, كُلُّ ذِي نِعْمَةٍ مَحْسُودٍ Everyone whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give him a blessing, he is being envied by others. Envy can cause you to lose your sanity. Wallahi, and I've seen this. Wallahi, I've seen it many times. Envy can cause you to lose your sanity. So Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu said, Everyone who has a blessing is envied by others. Like the Egyptians say, Rabbina kaptar min husadak. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase your, your envier. What they really say, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase your blessings. Because if you have a lot of people to envy, it means that you have a lot of blessings. So envy can cause you to lose your sanity. Envy... And this is, this is a fact, this is true fact, that envy can actually bring harm to the envier. You know, Hatim al-Asam, the person that we speak in about his tradition and about the eight things that he learned from his teacher, he said one time, I have three traits that give me an advantage over my opponent. He said, I rejoice when he's correct. I rejoice when he's correct. I despair when he's wrong. And I guard myself from insulting him. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. One more time. He said, there are three things that give me an advantage over my opponent. I'm happy when he's correct. I despair when he's wrong. And I guard myself from insulting him. And this is really the cure for envy. Cure for envy. That we should take care of one another. We should help one another. We should remove this, 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 this ill feelings. We should remove all these, these diseases out of our hearts against one another. I'll finish with this amazing story. At the time Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab two people brought a young man claiming that this young man killed her father. So Umar ibn Khattab asked him, what happened? Did you kill their father? He said, yes. He said, what happened? He said, my camel stepped in his property and he threw a rock in the face of the camel that caused the camel to lose one of, his, one of its eyes. So I got really angry, picked up a rock and threw it at him, it hit his head and it was an old man, he died. He died. And Umar ibn Khattab asked the two brothers, would you forgive him? They said no. And then this young man, Sayyidina Umar said, do you have anything else to say? He said, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, I have two younger brothers and a mother, and I would like to go visit them, see them, and spend three days with them before I die. Sayyidina Umar said, what are you talking about? I cannot let you go. 
He begged Amir al-Mumin Umar ibn Khattab and he said, I will let you go in one condition. Try to find someone to guarantee that you will come back. This young man said, oh no, nobody knows him. And they were sitting in the, in the court. And then this young man, he stood up and he said, is there anybody here to help me? And everybody started like looking up or looking down. In a claim that's just like in a claim that he never heard the, the statement was just made by this young man. But somebody from the back said, I will help this person. I'll be the guarantor of this person. And that was Abu Dhar. What does it mean to be a guarantor of this person? It means that if this person does not show up after three days, it is your head which is going to be cut off. But really Abu Dhar didn't really care. This young man left. The day passed, didn't show up. Second day passed, didn't show up. The third day after Asr, the two brothers went to Abu Zari's house. Come with us to Amir al-Mu'mini. Because they want qasas, they want revenge. So they took Abu Zar to the court. And then he, Umar said, what are you saying, O Abu Dhar? He said, the day is not finished yet. At the time of sunset, at the time of Maghrib, that's it. Do whatever you want. But we have to wait. We still got time. Few minutes, they said, the narration said, a few minutes before Maghrib, this young, this young man walked in. Sayyidina Umar was amazed. And he said to him, Why did you come back? Why did you come back? He said, Ya Amir al Mumineen. And listen carefully to this. Because these are the principles of these, of these people. These are the values of the Muslims. 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 Because wallahi, I personally believe if we just behave accordingly, if we just behave accordingly to the book of Allah and the sunnah of Rasulullah wasallam, if we are just Muslims, Muslims, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not only rectify our affairs, He will rectify the affairs of the whole world. He said to him, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, I came back because I was afraid that people will say, a Muslim give his word and he didn't fulfill it. A Muslim gave his word and he didn't fulfill it. And Sayyidina Umar asked Abu Dhar, Ya Abu Dhar, what about you? Why did you agree to be the guarantor of this young man? He says, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, I saw a Muslim in need, asking for help. And I don't want anybody to say a Muslim was standing there asking for help. And there was nobody there to help him. And then these two people, after seeing all these things, they said, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, we don't want people to say that there was a man who was asking for forgiveness and there was nobody to forgive him. And they forgive this man. These are the principles of Islam. These are the values, these are the standards of the Muslims, the Sahaba, the companions of Rasulullah people who understood. You know, it's incredible sometimes when you, when you read about, uh, when you read about, you know, the problems and the persecution that the Muslims had to go through early, the early companions, like Bilal and Khabab and Ammar and Mus'ab, and all these people, 
You know, it's amazing to see their, their, their strength in Iman. And these people, some of them were only Muslims for a few months. Some of them were only Muslims for a few months. Some of them were Muslims for maybe a year or two. They were not born Muslims. But they, they showed strength. They showed the, the, the reality of this religion. That Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas, and he was known as Barun bi Ummi, but he was known as, you know, someone who was really obedient to his mother. And his mother did not believe in Islam. And she said, Wallahi. Wallahi, I will fast, I won't drink, I won't eat, I won't do anything until I die. And people will, will call you, oh, you're a killer of your mother. And then he said to her, Ya Ummah, ta'alamina, wallahi, wallahi, law anna laki mi'atu nafs. By Allah, if you have a hundred soul, that all of them depart to you. A soul after another to read to leave this religion, I will not leave it. So if you want to eat, eat. If you don't want to eat, don't eat. It's up to you. And he was just where did he get his power? Where did Bilal where did Bilal receive his strength and his power? A few months. He was Muslim for a few months. And he was going around telling people Ahadun Ahad. Ahadun Ahad. You know what happened? They understood life. They understood the reality of this life. صلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين. إن شاء الله we'll continue the rest of the benefits إن شاء الله next جمعة. سلام الله خيرا اللهم اجعل هذا الجمع جمعا مرحوما تفرقنا بعده تفرق معصوما ولا تجعل فينا ولا حولنا ولا خلفنا شقيا ولا محروما اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين. Oh Allah, we ask you to honor us as you honor the righteous people before us. Oh Allah, we ask you to place lights in our hearts and make us sources of light. Oh Allah, we ask you to pardon our shortcomings and forgive our mistakes. Oh Allah, we ask you to, to strengthen our faith, strengthen our iman, and to live up to the, to, the, to the legacy of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and up to the teaching of, the teaching of our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen, ameen, ameen. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Aqim salam.